For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us as we get set to cap off our discussion of Meet the Class where we talk about the Tennessee Titans 2021 draft class and today we are discussing the Titans final pick of the 2021 draft in Oregon safety Brady Breeze. Now the Titans selected Brady Breeze in the sixth round with the 215th overall pick. And D, this is a guy we know, I mean, once you get into these later rounds in the draft, it's filling out that back end of the roster. Is this a guy that's going to be able to make the team? We'll discuss that, what his history at Oregon shows us, what he might be able to do once he gets to the league. But before we get into that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action. And Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. I know right now the, the Stanley Cup Finals have finally started Tampa Bay versus Montreal. I don't know if you know this, but a Canadian team, a Canadian team has not won the Stanley Cup Finals since 1993. Wow. And another way to put that is a, a Canadian team has not won the Stanley Cup Finals in my lifetime. So, will this be the first year in my life that I get to witness a Canadian team do it? Personally, I don't think they will. I actually feel pretty confident with the Lightning. I mean, are they going to repeat? If you had to ask me right now, I'd say I'd be having my money on the Lightning to close out the series uh, when it's all said and done. But we'll see there. NBA Finals, and we're getting to it. Who is going to be representing the Eastern and Western Conference whenever... You get down to the NBA Finals. This time of year, it's crazy because, I mean, you obviously got all the playoff action going on, baseball. I'm My models were heating up there. But, D, once I know that the NHL and the NBA playoffs are behind us, I know I don't have too much longer until football gets here. Yeah. When football gets here, man, I'm going to take it. I'm going to go to bed online, and I'm going to be getting in on the action. But, hey, visit the website today. Use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. D, I hope you're having a great 
week so far. We're almost here, man. We got the 4th of July this coming weekend. Just want to go ahead and say I hope everyone has a fun and safe 4th of July. Hope you're able to get together with friends and family and celebrate that. But, D, how are you doing, my friend? D, I'm, I'm doing great, man. I was just a little disappointed. You know, I was watching the College Baseball World Series and, oh. you know, the situation with North Carolina State. That broke my heart, man. I've been... I've been like happy and angry at the same time because being a student athlete to get that far and then COVID just absolutely messed up everything for that, for that program. Uh, I, my heart goes with that, with that, uh, baseball team because those guys, they deserve to be in it. They were part of the, we're talking about the championship in that equation and, and to see COVID just basically tear all that up, man. My heart just goes out for North Carolina State. So guys hang in there, man. That's tough. I feel you, and I'm I'm not going to go down the topic because I, I will get heated, but I, I do just want to say I'm not blaming COVID for this one. I'm blaming weak leadership, which is the NCAA. And with the 4th of July coming up, that means July is here, and we got a lot of NIL action about to take place. So we got a new era of college athletics getting ready to start. So I don't know, man. I, I think we could be seeing the very end of the NCAA as we know it. So that's not a bad thing in my opinion. I'm with you, D. I do. My heart goes out to the NC State players. I believe had they been able to just play, they would have ended up bringing home the championship, which yeah. would have been great for that program. But what are you going to do? Well, gonna I do? sympathize with him. Remember, you said that, not me. <laughs> no, that's 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 by all means. That's I'll take that. Okay. I'll put that onus on me. But, D, bringing it back to the Tennessee Titans, we're starting to get to that point to where I know fans are getting the itch. They're ready to see the team get back out on the field. And this year, I mean, we got preseason football starting in August again, so it will not be much longer to give the man his due, the final pick for the Titans 2021 NFL Draft. Brady Breeze, all-name team, safety out of Oregon. You're looking at a guy that, while he is slightly undersized, he's a guy that plays with great instincts. He's able to really read quarterbacks well. And he knows when to jump a cut. So, D, I throw it to you all the time whenever we're breaking down these defensive backs because I know that is your bread and butter. And I never was fast enough to be in the defensive backfield. So what? Yeah, speed, not my thing. Who would have thunk it? You know? You? Yeah. You mean a three-time All-American at what'd you go to junior high school? Oak I'm just Ridge, as junior surprised high? to you. No, man, I was a, I was a Lawrence <laughs> City Panther. But, uh, Somebody told me you were a, a three-time All-MVP JV performer as special teamer. Man, I don't know who you're talking to, but you need to, you need to find new <laughs> sources. <laughs> Somebody made it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all good, buddy. But hey, man, when you see Brady Breeze and you look at his film, what stands out to you? Well, let, let me say this, Devo. I didn't have to do much studying on Brady Breeze because I've had a chance to watch him for a few years now. And I love that Oregon program because my buddy, one of my best friends, actually is the defensive line coach up there, Coach Big Fasal Moore, Joe Salavea, former Tennessee Titans, doing yeah. a great job. Yeah, that's my man right there, one of my my best friends. But let, let me say this. If the Titans didn't do anything in this draft right, one thing they did right was they drafted some guys with some great names. You're talking about Rashad Capone, Weaver, we're talking about last week, we talked about Racy McMath, and now we go to probably the coolest name as far as anybody drafted in this class was Brady Breeze. Does it not sound like a guy who's out of Southern California, who serves, who lives on one of those, uh, what do you call say, those man. little, uh, 
those little vans that they park in the little parking lot, you know, by the beach, and they guys living. And what do you call those things? I, I don't know exactly what to call, but is it just like the typical like retro Volkswagen that you're referring <laughs> yeah. to here? <laughs> yeah, but man, what a cool name! And you know, I, I love him, man. I, I really do. He's one of my favorite players because he's not only underrated, but he's the nephew of a player that I grew up uh, playing against, and that's Chad Cota. Yeah. Chad, his uncle, was a great player for that for the University of Oregon in the early 90s, between 91 and 94, and he played on that Rose Bowl team that lost to Penn State, unfortunately, who went on to be co-national champions in 1995. Uh, he was a great player. Safety. Could you imagine your uncle played safety in the early 90s? You fast forward to some 20 years, you know, 20 years later. And now your nephew is following in your footstep. And Chad, uh, sorry, yeah, Chad played in the NFL for a little bit. And Chad Cota was a heck of a player, man. Very tough. He was known as a, a guy that would hit you. He p- played on that gangrene uh, defense at Oregon under Coach Rich Brooks. So, man, it was just really cool to when you hear those names like Elijah Moat, knowing that you played against his dad. And then you go back, you, you talk about Brady Breeze being one of your favorite players, and now you realize his uncle was the great Chad Cota, and his dad, Jim, played ball Davey for ASU, the Sun Devils. Hmm. Isn't that pretty cool, man? So you know Going he got a lineage. But again, D, I don't want to just brag about this young man, but let me tell you something, D. When you were 2019, he was a first-team all-Pac-12 as a special teamer and a defensive back. And you hit it right on the mark when you talked about his instinctiveness, D. He's one of the best yet underrated safeties in all of college football. D, when I look at Brady Breeze, he's in that conversation of he's making this team by his ability to contribute on special teams. I mean, you look at it right now. We know the Titans obviously got Kevin Byard going to be starting at safety. It looks as though Amani Hooker is going to be filling in for where Kenny Vaccaro left off after the Titans decided to move on from him this past offseason. And I know that one of the bigger things with this Titans defense is just how versatile they want to be whenever you're looking at the cornerbacks and the safeties on this roster. They want to have guys that they can kind of use across the board. I like to say the Swiss Army knife type player. But whenever John Robinson made this decision in the draft, a lot of people are thinking, you know, there's still several other positions of need that the Titans need to address. And you look at it. At the defensive back position, you went Caleb Farley first round. You went Elijah Molden in the third round. And so now you kind of go back and you're taking another defensive back. People are like, huh. But as we have talked over the last several weeks, one of the main things that continues to stand out to us is just these guys were great at special teams. And they were also, when you look at the the defensive backs, they were ball hawks. I mean, whenever I was going through Breeze's stats, I mean, he was a guy that had three defensive touchdowns I'm trying to think of which his junior season. Yeah. 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 And so the big thing that he does, that is why I believe John Robinson drafted him is that he's a guy that just is going to bring that fire whenever he is out there on the field. That that's something you can't overlook, especially whenever you're trying to get someone that's going to be contributing very early on, on special teams. And, and he knows he got brought into this program for, his ability to contribute early on on special teams. And if he can't do that, then he's not going to make the roster at the end of the day. But when you look at his style of play, is there someone you would compare it to that could probably be more of a a recent version for fans to be like, all right, so this is kind of what we're getting when we look at this guy for those that aren't that familiar with this game? 
Yeah, well, he reminds me of a lot of players. You know, the thing about it, what I don't like is when people use, you have all of these analysts like a Lance Zerline, who's a NFL analyst, and he talked about uh, Brady's strengths and his weaknesses. And one of the strengths that he talked about was he plays like his hair is on fire. But he also talked about how instinctive he is with the nose for the football. Now, when you play free safety, and that's where I'm envisioning uh, where Brady's going to play if he makes his team. And I'm for sure that with his instinctiveness and ability to go out there and be a playmaker, he will make this football team. Um, but when, when you when you say that, you got to understand that the free safety position, very rarely do you come down in the hole and you're going to be covering the receiver. A lot of times you take the tight end. So what I like about him is, I, I like this, is that the film doesn't lie. Uh, and when you look at him, you see number 25 for Oregon all over the field. You go back in 2019, go back to that Rose Bowl game against Wisconsin. You see, you see 25 all over the field. Block punt. You saw him running down on punt return, making tackles. Not to mention, that's where a lot of his fumble recoveries for a touchdown against Wisconsin in the 2019 Rose Bowl. I'm so, sorry, the 2020 game really is what really propelled Oregon to get a victory over Wisconsin. So what he is, he's a playmaker. You got to think about this. I don't like when people talk about size. I don't like when people talk about speed. You know why? Because when you go back to the free safety position, you think about a player like Bob Sanders. You remember when Bob Sanders was coming out of Iowa? The knack on Bob Sanders was he was too small. He was five foot eight. There's no way a guy five eight can make it in the National Football League. But Bob Sanders only he would go on to what be the 2007 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And what you got to also think about is Mark Kelso. You remember Mark Kelso, who played for the Bills all those years, played in four consecutive uh, Super Bowls, even though they lost all four. But you tell me something, and I'll tell our listeners, go back and watch that old Buffalo fan from probably 1986 to 1993. You will see number 38 all over the field. And you're talking about a player that was 5'11 and 177 pounds deep. And guess what? He's considered by most people uh, to be, they feel like he was had a Hall of Fame career. And I'm envisioning the same thing for Brady. He has all of those attributes, D. He will hit you. He's very instinctive. He can play the deep ball better than any safety that's been drafted in this class. But again, the knack on the knack on Brady is this, and we always go back to the size and the speed. Take all of those, take all of those physicalities out and just focus on what's on film. And when you watch number 25 for, for Oregon on film D, let me tell you something. You see a ball hawk. You see a guy that when there's a play that is developing, he's around that play. Go back to that USC game in 2019. USC got one of the best quarterbacks in the nation in Keaton Slovis. Slovis, he picked Slovis off and took him for six. You remember he played an underneath route. Slovis never saw him. And basically, and I'm looking, I'm like, you know what? That's how you play the game. You play what you see. That's his strongest attribute, baby. He just has a nose for the football. And that's what you want out of your safety. Well, I'll get into his instincts here in a second, D, but you, you mentioned Buffalo and you mentioned the Ducks, and it's probably kind of a weird thing, but I it, it just goes to show you, I've not had dinner yet, but I know. I've I'm been sorry. thinking of some food, and you know, whenever I get off here, I'm thinking about going and, and getting some bacon. Yeah, you know who's got some great bacon? Moink. Who's got some great bacon? Moink. Mm. Let me tell you about Moink real quick, D. Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted, 
And I agree. And Jamie Simonoff, creator of the Ring Video Doorbell, he's even invested in one. So it makes me question, why do you think four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? It's because big food crushes the little guy. And you can help change that with moinkbox.com. So join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now. Listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box order. Now that's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste before a limited time. Spelled Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. They'll get you set up and tell them you heard about them right here on Believe in Titans. But D, going back to talking about the the instincts of Brady Breeze and how you often see a lot of guys that maybe their speed or their size doesn't match up for what you might think is a prototypical player at that position in the NFL. And this is one of the things that I really, you can really say this about any position at the end of the day, but a lot of times whenever I'm thinking of a safety and those instincts kick in, sometimes you can sacrifice a little bit of the athleticism or the size if you have coaching staffs that utilize those guys properly. So when I do watch Brady Breeze, I think he could contribute if you play him in the right spot. Whereas I don't want to necessarily see him in man coverage, but whenever you watch him in zone coverage and it goes back to those instincts of him being able to read the quarterback's eyes, make that jump just in time, get them to bait. That's something to where if coach Bowen and this defense make some strides this season, because we do know how bad last season was, especially for one, just getting to the quarterback. And then I know the, the secondary really did struggle and the, front office and the coaching staff obviously believe that or else they wouldn't have pretty much gotten rid of almost every single cornerback that we had. But this is something that when you're looking in that secondary, can this coaching staff put these players in a position to be able to make a game-changing play and just consistently get quality production? That's what I'm concerned with. And so I know you said you, you kind of envision that whenever we do get to see Brady Breeze in preseason, they're going to probably play him at the free safety position. I mean, is that something that you – expect to see like them just moving these guys around a good bit in the secondary to where we go back to this versatility that we talk about with a lot of the guys that they have been bringing in this year compared to maybe what we've seen the last couple of seasons with the Titans D well that's what he played at Oregon so you wouldn't want to put him at the strong safety position and so you know what and let me just say this Debo is that we all are a work in progress in this league you know it's a different scheme that you're coming from a Pac-12, which is that zone read and that spread offenses. Now you come into a pro-style offenses. And nine times out of ten, in a pro-style offense, free safeties don't have to cover. Their job is basically you're the last line of defense. You're trying to cover everything up. And, you know, the thing about Brady is he's really great at that. You know, I played a long time. When I played in Minnesota, we had a safety who was should have made the Pro Bowl that year who was actually he was a converted Safety. He played quarterback at San Diego State. Brian Russell, who played a long time, Minnesota Vikings and the Cleveland Browns. Now, when you looked at Brian, again, he was a former collegiate quarterback. Now he's playing the strong slash free. Him and Corey kind of switched out at time and actually had about eight or nine interceptions that year. But one of the things that you loved about Brian was Brian was really good at help covering up a lot of flaws that was typically made by a lot of the corners like myself. That's what you want out of your safeties. You want your safeties nine times out of ten 
to just basically come up if you're a strong safety to play in the box and you want your free safety to play deep, play depth, to let nothing get behind you. And that is a strong attribute that Brady brings to this team. Yeah, he may not be a guy that runs a 4-3-40, but his ability to get out of the back pedal, get depth, that's what you want because you got to understand he's already 10 to 15 yards back to begin with. So again, he's a great player. Only thing you got to do, D, is just look at the film. Go back to the Utah game in 2019. I mean, the way that he was able to bait the quarterbacks, a lot of times those guys didn't even see Brady in the middle of the field, but his ability to go up and to catch the ball at his highest point. That's what you love about him. You look at the USC game, not only his ability to tackle in space, but again, to cover up a lot of the mistakes made by the corners. That's what you want in your safety, especially your free safety. And not to mention, D, he's a great special team player. So again, think about Mark Kelso. He was drafted by the Eagles in 1985. Then he ends up going to Buffalo where he ends up spending eight seasons. He spent nine seasons in the league. If it don't work out in Tennessee, guess what? There's 31 other teams that's probably looking for a player of his caliber. D, I want to ask you this question real quick, and this is something that you actually have to be at the games to kind of see because when you watch it on television, they don't really do a good job of showing this because, they, as you know, when you're watching television, they'll pan out. But right. this is just a difference between college and pros. So with the free safety, one of the things you notice a lot of the times in the NFL, they're usually situated a good 5 to 10 yards deeper than you would normally see your free safety in college. Is that just simply because, one, the athletes are so much better? What do you think is typically the reasoning for that? And I, I know, I guess I kind of asked that because Andy Avalos, who was running the Oregon defense and up in Eugene, I mean, he didn't typically go with like your standard 3-4, your 4-3 base scheme. He was running more of a 3-3-5 a lot of the time. He was kind of switching it out. And you kind of had Breeze playing the boundary guy in that in that defense. So, I mean, is there something that, that would translate better for him? No, no, because it's all the same. It's just schemes. It's called schematically. When you're developing, how you develop schematically is this, D, is that you have to play what you see. In the National Football League, really what you want is basically 10 guys. You want one guy, which is a strong safety, in the box at all times. You want him to be the guy that, like an extra linebacker. But you also want your free safety to have depth. He is just in case something happens, just in case there's a 50-50 ball. That's the go routes. That's the nine routes we call. You want him to be able to help those corners. So, again, depth is your friend. You remember the play last year? We was talking about a game. We was breaking it down, and I'm not sure what the team was. And they ran what I call, it's called a zone beater. And we was with Malcolm and Kevin. Um, Kevin took the guy who ran a dig route, and then Malcolm got beat over the top. It was the Minnesota game, I believe. And Justin then we, Jefferson. We, yeah, and so it was Justin Jefferson. I told you what happened was Marshall ends up taking the dig route, which is what he was supposed to do. The, the problem was the safety didn't get depth. That's what you want. That is your best friend as a secondary when you're a secondary defender is depth. You will hear coaches say this all the time. Anthony Midget and Scott Booker will tell all of his safeties. If you don't do anything else, D, get depth. Why? Because depth is your best friend. When you talk about the caliber of receivers in the National Football League, the first thing that comes to mind is speed. That's what you think about when you think about Justin Jefferson or the ability to run routes. And that's what teams do in the National Football League. They basically, unlike Kyle Shanahan, he attacks individuals. 
most teams, they attack you schematically. That means that they find the weakness of the defense to try to exploit. Last year, we saw this uh, basically people coming after our secondary. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's what Brady basically brings to the table is his ability to get depth and to play the play. Use his instinctiveness not to be one of those guys who's going to come up like you see some safeties. They, we call that getting greedy. And then you leave your um, your cornerbacks, uh, you leave them kind of behind. And that's not what you want. So he has that. He brings that to the table. And that's what you like about He's just smart. Like Brian Russell. Brian was really good at that, D. Yeah, I was just curious about that with Brady Breeze because, I mean, when you look back, he really only started one year. So, and I understand like that one year was ultimately what allowed him to get drafted. Yeah. But is it something to where it's like, you know, maybe the coaching staff, they just view him as a guy that like, I get that's what he played in college, but maybe he was being misused at that position. And there's a spot that they feel more comfortable with trying to have him play at this level. And again, I, I'm just kind of throwing that out there for conversation's sake, because I yeah. mean, you really don't have a whole lot to look at whenever you do go for just this guy playing at the safety position, even though we do know he's instinctive, he's going to make a, he, he can make that jump on the ball, but it's just one of those things to where it'll be interesting to see how they decide to utilize him. Because I do think they're going to try to shake up a lot of what you saw defensively, which it, in my opinion, I would definitely do because it didn't work out too well for you this past season. You know what? I got to give them a little bit of credit. They didn't play as bad as we're, we're trying to make them out to be, D, because it was just third down. Just their their inability to get off third downs last year what really hurt this defense. And not to mention Adore, who really was supposed to be a big piece uh, to that puzzle in the back end. He was pretty much banged up all year. And so there was a little bit of inconsistency other than Malcolm at the cornerback position. Now, this is why they went out and drafted Christian Fulton in the second round last year is they want that guy who's going to come in and be a full-time starter. Your cornerbacks, you have to have stability. You have to have continuity. Stability develops continuity in your secondary. And if you don't have continuity among the four guys that typically starts the game, then you're in trouble. And that, that's what they're going to try to do this year. I think Shane Bowen, yeah, he basically probably had, you know, some – it was tough probably calling the game at time, especially on third downs. But, again, when there was a time to make a play, you know, I go back to the Indy game. I don't think that they played as bad as we're making them out to be. But, again, they can be better, and that's what they're going to try to prove on. Because I tell you what, if they get better on third downs and they able to get off the field, I promise you they would go from, let's say, what, 28th or 29th. They can jump up to 10 just like that. It's just third down is really what's hurting this team. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to hold them to a higher standard just because you do look at what you've seen with Coach Vrabel's team so far the last several years. And I mean, granted, they've at least gone nine and seven or better each season, but it's kind of, you're at that point, you have to make that jump because, I mean, if you stay stagnant, you're not going to get a whole lot. And I understand that last year we did win the AFC South and we did unfortunately have an early round exit in the playoffs, but you go back the year before that and they didn't make that deep AFC championship run. And so, I need to see this team with what's supposed to be such an electric offense, what is very arguably could be the best offense in the National Football League this coming season. I just need to see that defense take even another step forward. And again, Coach Bowen had last year to kind of get acclimated. I know he wasn't technically labeled the D.C., but we knew that he was pretty much the one kind of calling the plays and everything. And now that he's got that technical label there, it's like, all right, man, you've, you've had a year. Let's. I, I want to see that growth. I need to see those adjustments being made to where this team is in a better p 
position to succeed. I might get it, I might not, but I do know that right now you got to take advantage of one, a really bad division, because I'm not expecting big things from the Jaguars. They got a lot of young pieces that they're going to have to work with and learn. And if there is one team that it seems like no matter what the Titans continually take advantage of, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, Derrick Henry owns them. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's Shad Khan. I told you last year. Shod, <laughs> There's Shod, no bad team. Shad Khan and Derrick Henry. Those should be the owners when you go to the Wikipedia page for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and like the Houston Texans, like they very arguably could be the worst team in all of football this year. Like they they have a lot more problems than just personnel at the moment. We'll leave it yeah. at that. And well, so they played but, Tennessee pretty tough last year. They did. They they gave you a fight each and every time. But exactly. the, the one thing that allowed them to stay in those games, I highly doubt he is going to be on the sidelines and one uh, behind center this year. So we will see. We'll continue to monitor that. But again, the Colts are going to be your primary, uh, I, I guess, competition right now that can that, that are going to try to stop you from repeating as AFC South champs. But I don't need to see a backslide. And we'll continue to get into this because, I mean, we wrapping up the draft conversation and it's it's time to start talking some football man yeah you know what coaches will say this all the time d in college and in pros is that you are your worst enemy you're not worried about houston because houston right now is not worried about you you're not worried about jacksonville because when you start taking teams lightly in this in this league you will get beat and i say this excuse me there's no disparity in the National Football League. I don't care how things look bad in Houston. I don't care how things look are looking in Jacksonville. If you don't show up on that field next year, you can lay an egg. If you lay an egg in this business, you will not be you will not have a job. That's the way it works. It's all about production, and that production should lead to winning. If that's not happening, guess what happens? They call it the NFL. You will not be here for long. So I'm I'm just like you, D. Of course, you want to see them take that next step on the defense defensive side of the ball and really for this team it's just getting off on third downs other than that this is a really good group uh and you will see that this the addition of bud dupree you know i go back to 1999 we were in the same boat but we end up drafting a young man by the, out of florida by the name of javon curse then all of a sudden we go from 28th and passing to we're in the top five and then by 1999 and 2000 we're the number one secondary league so one man actually who's a not who's who doesn't play in the secondary can end up helping the secondary be better by being productive on the edge. And if you get that quality and that that production from Bud Dupree, it can make the secondary life so much easier, which can end up basically making them look so much better. That's why we look so good because of Javon and, and Javon was able to what he brought to the table was it rubbed off on Kenny. And then it rubbed off on Kenny. It rubbed off on the rest of the defensive line, which made our job so much easier compared to the first two years that I was there. So, again, that's why I love about football because it's a total team effort. I can't argue with that one bit. Yeah. If, if, I mean, like with Curse, though, with, with Javon, I mean, once you had to start putting more emphasis on him, it allowed another person an opportunity to where, I mean, even when he was taken on double teams, he was still able to get past them a lot of the time. So you never know what the addition of just one player can make for yeah. a unit. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we know we got a lot right. of new guys to look at once the Titans do finally hit that field. So, I don't know. It'll be fun to continue talking about that this offseason because, man, football's going to be here before you know it. I know I always say that, but it always just continues to creep up on us, and each day we're a day closer. So, D, we're up against it on time, man. But as always, my friend, I enjoy talking with you and wish this draft class best opportunity. I'd, I'd love to see them all make it. I know theoretically that's 
typically not how things work, but at least get an opportunity, if, if not on the Titans practice squad, on another one, continue to get those guys in the system, develop them, and we'll go from there. But, man, we did it. We wrapped up the Titans 2021 NFL Draft Class. D, before we head out, any closing thoughts, my friend? No, no, it was just good talking to you, and I just wish Brady Breeze good luck. And he's out of Portland, Oregon, my favorite place to go. My brother's wife is from Portland, Oregon, and her favorite player is none other than Brady Breeze. She's from Hillsboro, Oregon, so go Ducks. Got the local tie there. Yes. Hey, you have been listening to Believe in Titans. We'll be back next week to do it again. Before Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by BetOnline on the Belief Podcast Network, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Belief Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Belief Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.